And now, live from Isolation Station in Burbank, California, it's the Plague Week 55 of the Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes her guests. She's a writer and creator of the Great North who does everything she does only to impress you, John McEnroe. It's Wendy Molyneux. And he's a comedian and also whatever the opposite of a psychic is, so don't worry about his dreams and visions. They are meaningless. It's David Huntsberger. Tone Zone is here to shower so he can feel he accomplished something today. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board, love bus. Say hello to your best friend, Allison Rosen. Hello, my little cloudberries. Welcome to another very exciting episode of Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend. That particular carbohydrate was sent in on Patreon. Patreon! By Joy Whitbeck. And she selected it in honor of one of today's lovely guests, uh, in honor of the Great North, because cloudberries are in Alaska, but also I know them as, I think, a something in Sweden. We'll get into the cloudberry of it all. Um, very excited to welcome today's guests. Let me just first tell you about Patreon just a tiny bit. I think you should sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash Rosen. You can tell us what carbohydrates that I will call you on the Thursday show. You can submit questions for guests. You can listen to bonus episodes every week, almost every week, if I'm being honest, and Zoom parties and so much more. Patreon.com slash Rosen. Okay. Wendy Molyneux. Hello and welcome. Hi, thanks. Welcome to you, to your own podcast as well. (laughs) I like to be welcome to my own podcast. And then Dave Huntsberger. Hello. um, Your video disappeared. (laughs) Yeah. Last time we did a discussion about um, our images going out into the world. And lo and behold, the video of that very chat was shared across the entire internet. And uh, I've decided to go video list this time as a as a, um an homage to last episode. Oh my god! Are, are, is this some kind of retribution? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's um. I just thought it was funny that we were like, I don't uh like having my image out there that much. I don't like you know. And then videos came out uh from the show. So this is just a joking thing to avoid um my likeness being out in the way. I've got like sawdust in my hair. I feel all, I don't feel um, all dazzled up like I would normally like to be, you know? You know, I curled my hair and I recently pointed out on the episode with Danny Jollis, I pointed out to Tony because now Tony's back on the Monday shows and we chat at the very beginning. It's just like old days. Um, And uh, I pay good money to get my hair straightened, and then I curled it. What kind of fuckery is that? (laughs) All right, Dave, you do your little extended visual joke on an audio podcast. Just, I get what you're saying. Here's the deal. When I gave my plug for Patreon at the top, I neglected to mention two things. One, you can sign up for an annual subscription, and you get two months free, 12 months for the price of 10. You can't afford not to. Yeah, unless you don't want to. But the other thing I forgot to mention was the 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 big perk is that you get to watch these videos. So the Thursday show videos only go out to Patreon, except sometimes a promo, a fun promo 
will will go f- for wide release across Instagram. And that's what you're talking about. That's what you saw. And I understand you felt that your soul was stolen. <laughs> Cultures that believe in that take too much grief. But I really do feel like there's a reason a lot of artists long ago would paint one or two self-portraits. It's There's something that takes something from you doing that. And then now if you see people's... Um, profile on different social medias if only their their likeness is captured in every single one of their photos that level of vanity to me oftentimes says they're having some difficulties with their soul also they also if they post something that's not their face it's likely a sort of a trite sort of quote about being real or something like that so i think they struggle Sometimes they'll just post a photo of themselves looking chic with a trite quote. And that's to me just the, the ultimate. Yeah. I need to say hi to Tony. And then I need to find out from Wendy how you feel about Dave's new stance. Um, I don't, I don't like it. But go I on. know that was a tease for your further opinion. Okay. Oh my God. We should do yes, please or oh, please on Dave's stance to go video list. Tony Thaxton, welcome to the show. Hi, Allison. Thank you. I'll take it from here. David, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Thank you, Tony. Well, I, I mean, let's also do oh, please about um, when we're, especially when we're doing a discussion on photos going out into the world that we're not thrilled with. Let's 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 do a thing of how do we feel about um, videos being shared where we didn't know it was. I thought it was just for these special Patreon people. This is fair at the beginning. I think that I warned people. However, I've relaxed a little bit and I've stopped with the warnings when really I should have sought your agreeance <laughs> to, to, to use Fred Durst's term for it. I should, you should have signed a release. I'm probably like exposed in a legal sense. Oh man. Yeah. You're out there and I'm litigious. I'll get after you, you know? <laughs> okay. So, I want to remind you guys, yes, please, or oh, please, is where we offer steaming hot takes regarding an issue that affects all of us. Let's hear the song, Tony. Is it yes, please, give me some of that. Oh, oh, please, that's much crap. This is a first to get into something this controversial so early in the show. And by the way, the vast majority of people listening on audio, this it affects them neither here nor there, but it affects us. Hence, it affects them. Okay, we're going to go around and we're going to give a yes, please, or an oh, please to Dave's refusal to share <laughs> his image with the rest of us. I don't think this is going to come as a shock to anyone. I give this a strong... Oh, please. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Very my God. Strong. Might, like we're watching a Comedy Central roast. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't care for this one bit. I appreciate it from a humor standpoint, but to me, the joke is over. <laughs> I need to see Dave. And I... You signed on at the beginning with your image, and then you went quiet. And I feel like you should have told me, but at the same time, I should have told you that I was releasing your face into the world. And I get that. I get that this is on me. 
Well, the, but two the, wrongs don't make a, a right. What? I just wanted to create some uh, content. I wanted to, uh, you know, right off the top, something to, uh, contentious for us to chat about. And uh, did I did I realize it was going to be this hot button of a topic? I did not. <laughs> <laughs> well, kudos. You have truly stirred. I mean, you're like a British tabloid. Okay, <laughs> Wendy, what say you? Well, this is going to be a big oh, please for me, Allison. And I think we knew that because I already was pretty sour. I've been sour since the top of the show, I feel like. Right. Well, here's, but, you know, as you know, I'm a logician by trade and I have several logical points to make here. Thank you. Good. When I agreed to do this, this was a Zoom, not a phone call. You know, on a Zoom, you can see faces. I hate phones. I don't like to talk on the phone. I don't like that I can't see people's faces. I need that emotional information and I'm not getting it right now. So to me, it's like Dave isn't here. Yeah, Dave, we we need the EQ. Well, guys, yeah, I mean, second, the EI. And, and B, I had another point. Oh, yeah. This would be like as if in the olden times when we all lived normally, we got together in your studio. We all sat down. And then right before we started filming, <laughs> David disappeared behind a black velvet cloth and insisted on doing the show yeah. without us the seeing cloth his, has face. his name written on it. <laughs> yes. And then third... This is drama. Dave is being like, if this was Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, he would be whichever one is the most dramatic, <laughs> yeah, which is, I think is one of the Hilton aunts, maybe. Uh, but I don't know, because I don't watch it. It's probably not Lisa Rinna, because she's an angel. But it's probably one of those other ladies stirring the pot right away and saying he doesn't want any attention and then doing something extremely attention-getting. So I call bullshit on... Those four points. I came up with all four of those points just now. If anyone's looking for a lawyer, I feel like I'd be good at it. I can because you're a logician is what you said. I'm a logician. Yeah. Which is a logical magician. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Look, I'm not caught up on on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, but to me, this feels like classic Dorinda. Mm. And I'm wondering, you know how they have their like... um, you know, they say every rose has its thorn, but I don't mind a little prick thing at the beginning. Right. I'm wondering what his would be. What's a good, like, what would your log line be, Dave? Well, I'd like to think that it was going to Wendy's point that uh, if we were gathering to do a podcast, I am a firm believer that podcasts in their original state were the most fun because they felt like a clubhouse. Like you secretly come together and then you have your fun conversation and then they slowly turn into media like The Real Housewives where everyone kind of has to be aware of cameras and things at all the time. Now, granted, that's silly because you're talking into a microphone. You have to be aware that it's going to be recorded audio. But the visual component of, of there being video changed it for me. And and um, so I think that uh, th- this is my little rebellion <laughs> against that where – all the podcasts now are, are video stuff. You see everything. And I don't, I don't, I, I feel weird about that. Tony. Oh, I, I know what your, your Real Housewives thing would be like. It's just, I feel weird about that. <laughs> <laughs> the saddest thing Tony, is I what? tried to make, remember that time Wendy disappeared and then she changed her profile name to like. Yes. And I tried to change mine to these are those tapes because I always forget to mention it at the end. It still says my name. Because he's ashamed of it. No, I, I love it. And I, he's ashamed. I, <laughs> he texted me right before the show and he said, I feel really ashamed of it. <laughs> is it okay if I don't mention it again? And I said, sure. 
yeah. you know, but now he's disappeared. Like, it's right. just, you know what I mean? When you have that really dramatic friend. Yes. This is, it's our really dramatic friend, David. Yes. yes. I, one of my really dramatic, it was a really dramatic coworker. She got upset and she stormed out of Wahoo's fish tacos. Out of Wahoo's and- fish tacos. Yeah. Oh, wow. This is a local, it's a local story. Um, and uh and it's not and very it made, dignified it's not a dignified place to storm out of but also she stormed out and then sat in the car because they had all driven there together <laughs> but it just made me realize like in real life there's a lot of storming out in tv shows but in real mm-hmm. life there's not a lot of storming out no almost none just just dave today yeah um Tony. But it should just be noted. I'm not dramatic. (laughs) Oh, my God. Look at the scarf. You're back. Tony, what do you think of of Dave's hijinks? Uh, And drama. I was not a fan. I, I under, I, you know, some of the things you were saying there at the end, I, I can, I can understand. I don't personally care necessarily about podcasts I listen to seeing the video generally. That's just me personally. I know some people do. Uh, but well, I, I don't I, care about hearing the audio. <laughs> you just watch them on silent. Yeah, I watch them on mute. I was watching this podcast. It's, the it's other not day. fun. Blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> but I, to turn the sound down and just really enjoy it. Yeah, I, just, I remember. I love to be watching people's mouths move. <laughs> you know who has cool lip movement? I, Wait, I have no what? idea who. Uh, I just I'm trying to think of funny sentences that pe- that particular person would be sharing with their friends, like you know, has cool lip movement or things of that nature. Mm. Sorry, guys, I'm new to this video. I'm I'm off my game. That's okay. Sorry, Tony. In the parlance of the show, please share your thoughts about Dave. It's Dave's actions, not Dave. We like Dave. It's his what he does that we don't care for. It's my incessant drama. The and thoughts that came to mind with this particular scenario is I was thinking stunt. about, yes, sorry, stunt, uh, was thinking about being a kid and watching like TV shows or movies that would be, take place in the future and they would have video calls and it seemed so mind blowing as a kid. And like, you know, trans- uh, now it's a reality. We do it all the time. And like, uh, I, there was never those shows and you people are doing that and they have the capability for video and then it's just that person's name written on the screen <laughs> it's not very exciting come on who wants you're that? not so using it, future technologies yeah. it's like you have a flying car and you're like no i'll drive it and you knew what you were coming to today you know what the deal is here Oh, yeah, I did. Well, but that's the Are thing. Are we bullying Dave now? This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. The uh, tables myself. have turned. <laughs> well, I but but I remember back in the old days when we were all recording in person and Wendy I thought you were going to say it's as if Dave decided to climb under the table and do his part from there but Dave was uncomfortable with my periodic periodically holding up my iPhone and shooting like 45 seconds of video then. So I do feel that I owe you a genuine apology. So no, I am no. sorry. I should have warned you that there's occasional promos happening. Not at all. I was just being a goof and um, the, all the criticism is well warranted. I was just creating a thing. I do, the, the phone was different. That was one that was like, I think I told you it felt similar to like when you're having fun at like a family gathering and then, an, a relative comes by with a keep doing what you're doing and is like filming yeah. and you just feel that weird tension like well now it's different uh that was that was maybe different no i'm just being a goof with this so um 
Sorry I, I uh, threw everything off, you guys. I enjoyed. Angry. <laughs> I, you know, now that now that I understand the method, is that cows <laughs> not angry not cows. being pleased? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do they hate our cows? Um, to your point of someone bringing out a a, a video camera or sudden self consciousness on the Adam Carolla show, if I ever like got going on something ranty. Then he'd go like, go, baby. <laughs> and I'd always be like, I, that was it. That was the entirety of, I'm done. Like, it, he always said go, it. Girl. <laughs> he always said it when I was done. And I'm like, I, I don't have any more. Like, this tree has no more sap. Can't believe um, that okay. comedic genius didn't know <laughs> how to time things correctly. That is shocking to me because everything else he does is gold. I know it was the one, the one thing flaw. that I yeah. can think of that I don't so, like. I need to show you guys something that I'm pretty excited about. Um, and I am risking my friendship with Wendy and oh, no. her willing. It involves shuffling her willingness oh, no. to come on the show because oh, no. I know that you, you had said that if we ever talk about fancy shuffling again, you're out, right? Yeah. Now I'm going to disappear. I know it's and it's not going to be worth it. And I know that it seems like I'm about to shuffle and I'm not. But um, I found something oh, no. which gave me the sa- similar satisfaction that I think I would get if I could do fancy shuffling. And I must show you guys. And this is a visual. So patreon.com slash Allison Rosen or potentially the promo. Mother this is a visual. Get ready for this, you guys. Too. <laughs> no, the I only you, thing I like is. the only thing I like about this is how excited you are. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only part of it I like. Everything I mean, else is, is friendship like ending. Thrill, the shuffling, though, isn't it? No, this is an insult <laughs> to shuffling. This is so insulting. Also, I mean, yes, in that I wouldn't like the shuffling either. But this <laughs> makes shuffling look. This is just someone who has absolutely gone bonkers. Imagine going to a hardware store and someone picks up a spring, stretches it, lets it comes back, and is blown away. It's a plastic slinky. And I'm just pulling it apart. and then, But it goes so fast that it's like, I don't know. It's the same speed as your hand, so there's nothing magical whatsoever about what's happening. Do you know what this reminds me of? This this reminds me of something. It's very sad, though. I'm going to tell you sad. It reminds me of my great-grandmother when she had very advanced Alzheimer's. And she said, Wendy, come inside. Well, she didn't know my name. She thought I was a girl who cut her hair. But she told me to come inside. She wanted to show me something. And then she had a little wreath and she put it over a candle. And then she did it over and over and over again. Like it was a magic trick. And that's what I just saw again here today. Is someone who doesn't know that it's not a trick. Is she, she's not with trick. us anymore. Is she, she is no longer. Rest it's in shame. peace. Because yeah. she would get kick out she of would get. She would love it. She would have loved it. She would have absolutely loved it. 
It was bonkers, Allison. I hope if you are able to use this for the Patreon, there is a slow-mo version that shows in the beginning, you had this face that was sort of like, (laughs) whoa, 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 keep it together. As if it was going to be challenging. And I thought, oh, there's something more to it. She's got a, it looked like your fingers are going to slip off or something really precarious was going (laughs) to unfold. And then it just was more slinky. And how many slinkies did we see there in that portion? Just two. I felt like there were more because of the excitement level you were showing. (laughs) You were so excited that I thought we saw five, six, seven slinkies there. Well, the cool thing about these three slinkies. Nope. Us asking you questions is like a morning talk show duo being duped, but having to go with it. And, and how yep, many slinkies? That's exactly what this is. Those how many were slinkies three did we slinkies? see there? You know. Well, see, this, your eyes fooled you because the yellow one, it's yellow and then it's light green and then it's green. Hence, when I stretch it out, it really feels like, you know, multiple slinkies. And then the purple one, it goes from like pink to magenta to purple. And they both have happy faces on them. Allison, have you been doing this alone? Like, yes. Alone to delight yourself? Yes. Allison, when? Of, when, Allison? In front I'm of so mi- worried about you. I've been doing it in front of a mirror. And then I was like, oh, I can't wait to show Wendy and oh, Dave. No. If you had just clicked out a bunch of lead from a mechanical pencil and pushed it back in, <laughs> I don't know which it would be more impressive. They're very similar. Oh, no. This Tony, is going to get those Patreon subscribers for you because they're going to wonder what happened here today. On me. Yeah. Tony, remember at the beginning of the show before we started when I'm like, oh, wait, I left something in the house. I have to run in again. <laughs> Oh no! It was these guys. Oh, Alice. Wow. <gasps> oh, this is cool too. Look at this. Yeah, the two oh, and cool are words that might not belong in that sentence. Ooh. They are to describe for those who choose oh, not to get a Patreon up. subscription. This is a thing that would be in your child's goodie bag at the end of a birthday party. I think it was, and that yes, Came and that you would throw it. away. <laughs> Thank God we have a number of them, but I will tell you, my mother-in-law is here right now, and she loves to clean, and I think I've shared before, at the beginning of my relationship with my husband, I felt, um, I didn't love her coming into our life and, like, cleaning everything, and I just felt, like, you know, territorial over my space, but at this point, I come, I'm like, yes, do everything you want to clean, anything you want to organize, what, I... I've walked into the kitchen. Suddenly we have a spice rack. It is the perfect spice rack. We have, I mean, she is just, she's taken over, but it is like a thousand times better. But all the like plastic pieces of shit, toys that we had all about were not there. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Where's my plastic slinkies? Oh no. Because <laughs> it's Dave and Wendy on the show today. But then thank God I found them in a bag with other similar <laughs> size and type toys. So I was able to salvage this magic. Thank God, because this was a really beautiful trick. Yeah, it's really well done and mesmerizing mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. captivating mm-hmm. and frankly, mm. uh, mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine it? <laughs> if it can um, be imagined. Can it be imagined? Okay, so <coughs> let's talk about Derek Del Guadio's In and of Itself for a moment. Who here oh. has seen it? I don't even know. What I you're think I about. referenced it last time, or maybe in an email or something, because of the fancy shuffling. Yes. And their names for all uh, the holds and everything. Yes. Yeah. You recommended it. You said, if I haven't seen it, check it out. You know, I got to check it out for the, for the shuffling. Yeah. 
which I did. Um, Tony, you don't know what this is? No, or I, the, this conversation's not ringing a bell yet anyways. It's a special... Well, we didn't talk about it. We haven't talked about it on the show. Oh, okay. It was in an email. I thought that's what you were saying. So Sorry. unless you've hacked my mainframe, yeah. and I don't even know what that is, <laughs> but some someone out there does. Do you have a mainframe hacked, computer, Alice? I do. It's oh. a... Um, <laughs> It's a it's a um Coleco. Things are not going well for Allison late pandemic. She's purchased a mainframe computer and stands in front of the mirror doing slinkies for hours on end. She's on the phone with tech support, like, yeah, I type C colon forward slash forward slash. I got a hyphen in there. I hit run. Nothing's happening. I'm crazy. Nothing happened. Yeah, it runs on basic and also on DOS. These are computer <laughs> terms that I know from a long time ago. Is that right? They're right. Yeah, the old school yeah. floppy disk. Yes. But then they switched to those little diskettes that they still called floppy disks. Yeah. Makes no sense. No. Okay, so Tony, this is a magic, but more than magic special on, I think it's on Hulu. Uh-huh. And what you'll hear about it is the less you know about it, the better. People keep saying that. Um, and it it's I'm trying to think how to describe it. It was really good. It is more than magic. There's almost like a psychological, sociological, spiritual component. It's not spiritual is the wrong word, but I don't know. It, it, it transcends magic. It's sounding vague. I feel like I maybe heard this talked about it on, a, on another podcast. You, you, I'm sure you did because a lot of people are talking if about it. If you listen or, to a podcast um, with like life coaches on it, I feel like it really appeals to them. Uh, I'm going to tell you I don't, (laughs) but, uh, you know, more power to you if you do. I had to out myself on a text chain with friends who were all quite into it. And I had to say, guys, I watched it and I did not enjoy it (laughs) at all, even a little. Really? You a logical magician? Because you're a logical magician. Yeah, I'm a logician. But (laughs) I don't generally care for... I like to go to the Magic Castle, but I think it really is because I like to get drunk. (laughs) 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 I don't even get drunk that often, but if you're going to the Magic Castle, then you get drunk. That's just what's fun about it, Mm -hmm. is like you go with like four friends and you have too much to drink. That's what's fun about the Magic Castle. To me, I I do like some of the close-up magicians there. (laughs) But in general, do not care for a magic show, have realized. So, because in some rooms of the Magic Castle, I feel quite trapped. Like, if you have to sit in an audience or whatever, I'm like, oh, no, get me out of here. Where's the wine? I don't Now like I it. understand why you hate my slinky art. That wasn't magic or art, though, Allison. <laughs> no, Excuse no, me. It, it is for the artist to define the art. I, sometimes it is. But pulling apart a slinky like this, wee, wee, wee. I don't think anyone. <laughs> Hello, context. It's not just pulling apart a slinky and saying wee, wee, wee. It is doing it. <laughs> it is in the context of. This is beginning to feel like pearls before swine. I'm just going to go where people appreciate my art. Dave, I get it now. <laughs> the going silent. <laughs> I know. I was about to say, are you about to silence your screen? Yeah. No, I hear what you're saying. Um, okay. Well, I also was not as blown away by this special as I expected that I would be. And I don't know if it's because I had heard so many great things about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, he does some... Okay. So 
I need you guys to weigh in on this because Daniel and I had a debate. I really became hung up on how did, so there's like a few magic tricks he does in it. And I was like, how does he do them? And Daniel kept pointing out, or Daniel felt that like, but that's beside the point. The point is supposed to be this like greater sort of what you hear on your life coach podcast about it. Like people want to be seen. They want to be understood. All the, all those things. Um, and I'm like, okay, I hear what you're saying, but I just want to figure out how he did these things. And then I made a whole thing of like, I'm tired of there being this idea that if you try to figure out how magic tricks are done, you're somehow really pedestrian like somehow that's bad that we're not supposed to try to like if you try to figure it out you're a person who can't just be dazzled and can't just be moved you're just like some kind of bean counter and just finicky and persnickety and 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 like not appreciating art and daniel was like what the fuck are you talking about i'm i'm unfamiliar with this idea that people have a judgment about those people if anyone was able to follow what i just said could you weigh in yeah i because but i is it i understand what you're saying but it's i of course you wonder how did they do that like everyone does that's like kind of like the point but uh you know it's that thing of if you could figure it out that easily then you wouldn't even be watching that special. Like this guy wouldn't be making a special. Yes. But I feel like Daniel didn't even want to even entertain discussions of trying to figure it out because that was according to Daniel beside the point. And I feel like that is the point. I like to try to like at the magic castle. I like to, yes, I like to look at the hand. I'm not supposed to be looking at. Right, that's part it's of it. It's more fun. That's how I pass the time there, other than being drunk, <laughs> is to watch the hand I'm not supposed to be looking at. So I see the lemon go in the cup, and I'm like, there it is. That's how you do it. It does. I, I'm more impressed by someone who can move their hands that quickly. Yeah. And do those yeah. things. That to me, that is the quote unquote magic is somebody having that kind of manual dexterity. There right. is no actual. It's not like a unicorn came and like gave them a, a blessing and then they're actually magic. Do you think Daniel <laughs> thinks that they're actually magic? Maybe. I don't know. I have, I have a couple weigh-ins that might be of value. In one, the uh, I had the guy from the Skeptic's Guide to the Universe. Uh, so there are a few people that do that podcast. Kara Santamaria is a friend of mine. Oh, She's really great. And um, the the guy who I interviewed, he's like a neuroscientist at Yale. Very bright. And and also a little too skeptical of some of my stuff, but uh, <laughs> some of your stuff, like what I saw a weird thing. Are you in doing the sky. slinky stuff? I, no, no, I saw. <laughs> do, oh, do you do slinky work? I do slinky work. Some of my slinky stuff. I was showing him. He's a little skeptical. Like, yeah, I'm back. <laughs> he's a, I have he's faced right behind you. <laughs> I've faced that too, Dave. I get it. When I was coming up with my original slinky show, you'd be surprised sli- when you did your show at the Slinky Castle. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> You'd Everybody's be surprised. Slinky-based entertainment venue in Los Angeles. It's fun. It's fun to go there and just get drunk and just just lose focus <laughs> of the yep. fact that it's. What, how does a slinky work? I, yeah, I can't. he just got his zone out. Zone you have to get out. really drunk at this yeah. chateau. <laughs> <laughs> 
Magic Castle, you only have to be a little drunk. Slinky Chateau, you have to be fucking blackout. You gotta watch the slinkies <laughs> and drink the drinkies. Anyone can move their hand. Yeah, watch the slinkies and drink the drinkies. <laughs> drink the drinkies. That's what Tony say. said. That's, <laughs> yeah, Tony remembers the yeah. the saying, which is amazing because you only heard it when you were blackout drunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's, 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 that's Tony's the magic. magic that the is the magic of. The- <laughs> Yeah, when Tony sends you like a gif of like a slinky going down the stairs, you know you're in for a big night over at the Slinky Chateau with Tony. <laughs> they called him Slinky Chateauny for a while because he was a regular. Yeah. He would go yeah. almost every night and get blackout and watch people do slinky work. Slink work. Sorry. Sorry, I'm slink trying to move work. past that part of my life. I thought they called him no. Tony Slinkston. No, they called him. Well, they also called him Slinky Chateauny. Oh, so. right. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he had a couple different names over there. Yeah. The guy moves and shakes the chateau. Basically, mm-hmm. yeah. the guy behind all the scenes over there. I don't know anyone yep. that's been there that wasn't recruited by Tony, now that I think of it. Yeah. Look, again, uh, this is this is it was a dark time in my life. Uh, we don't need to focus on it. We can uh, just uh, move. We can move on. Hmm. A lot of people had a lot of fun there, Tony, so don't be yeah, too hard. Yeah, I don't no. think it was a dark time. We're all living it up and then every bars are about to close and you're like chateau <laughs> and then uh i remember being there and everyone kind of squinting and like am i seeing what i think i'm seeing but it was fun yeah and that's what matters what right? you were seeing was just one person going like this there was like uh there was something <laughs> written on the slinky i don't recall it was but that was but it was going so fast it was amazing yeah that <laughs> was really great <laughs> it was like a cat. I don't know. It was, it was a happy face, probably. Oh, it could have been a happy face. Yeah. yeah. It's mm-hmm. pretty common in the slinky yeah. world. Uh, yeah. But the skeptic guy was saying that the the magic world uh, is, is you know, there when it comes to people that are, I can speak with the dead or I see ghosts or whatever, they're among the first to kind of head that off because they deal in that. They deal in bullshitting people so they can very quickly sniff out like the trick they're using to do it. And mm-hmm. which, which I like, because I think we do associate the magic crowd with being like, I'm a, a wizard of sorts, which is fun to think of. But I think really they are more like tacticians. Tac- is that right? No. Tacticians? Logicians? What, are, what am I saying? <laughs> Technicians. Technicians of those like the things. Fancy dance. They're fancy dance, like Wendy was talking about, uh, with their, good with their hands. And then when I did the junk show, we uh, had magic all the time, but it was usually for the magicians to work on stuff. So it was really fun mm-hmm. to see them build a trick. And uh, there's this whole cool, like in the whole entertainment structure, I think magicians are the coolest because like if they miss a set, they'll replace themselves automatically with someone else. There's like a very old timey show business element to magicians. And another is like they really respect this weird sort of honor among thieves where you can't steal someone's trick. And if you get called out for doing it, it's bad news. But the moment someone dies, everyone kind of jockeys for position. Like who's taking that? Who's, who's taking I didn't know that. Yeah. So like they'll have these conventions and things to go like, oh, so-and-so's doing Rumbalooski's uh, Devil in the Closet, but they've twisted it. Now it's in the shoe. And then they like, <laughs> build it from the shoe. And so like as I was watching that thing, I was thinking of my friend Derek Hughes, like, oh, he has some similar stuff. And sure enough, in the thank yous, he's listed. And I was like, it makes total – they all work together. They all, Like any magic show, there's like 30 magicians who all helped do the kind of technical aspects of it. So whatever that. Well, I was hoping to find some kind of subreddit that included all of them on it so that I could figure out how he did these tricks. Never. They're the, even when they did that show, uh, 
a magician, the masked magician, it still didn't sway it. It's not like we all walk around now going like, I know how they do that one. No one remembers, even though they had a whole show dedicated to showing how all the tricks right. are done. Uh, the magicians, they, they're pretty tight lipped. Even if you get a few drinks in them and you're pretty good buddies, like, come on, how'd you do that? They've never told me one trick, jerks. I've always wondered how and you I just said come if we up watched it together. Oh, go ahead, Tony. I'm oh, so no, sorry. I, no, I, all I was going to say was, was that the, the hater cows again? <laughs> what? The, the hater cows? I didn't, I didn't hit anything. You're probably hearing the leaf blower outside of my house. <laughs> okay. Oh, man, it it's really did. It, sa- it sounded like an ohm chant from cows. Yeah. Sorry, guys. It's so That's loud. Okay. I only heard it for one second. Yeah. I didn't hear it after that. That was weird. It's oh, okay. not leaf too loud blowing. in the background. No. Yeah. I no. bet if we watched it together, Allison, we could figure out a lot of those tricks. I feel like we should, but then I feel Let's like do it. when this these... pan- stupid pandemic is over, we'll watch it together and we'll blow the lid off that special. Let's do it. I feel like people look down their nose, though, at people who try to f- figure out magic tricks. Only Daniel maybe looks down is... his nose. So are you guys unaware of this phenomenon of people feeling like you shouldn't try to figure out how a trick is done. Like, is this something, because Daniel thinks this doesn't exist, but I think this does exist. That there's a phenomenon of people who don't like it when people try to figure out magic. <laughs> yes. I'm sure there's some people who don't like it. I don't know but if it's, it's not- a phenomenon. <laughs> yeah, that might be a strong word. <laughs> yeah. A, a, an epidemic? Like TikTok is a phenomenon. <laughs> People well, telling people not to figure out magic tricks is like one person in your life, like an uncle. <laughs> so Pete Holmes has a bit about the person in the audience at a magic show who's like, it's magnets, it's fake, they're doing it with magnets. And so, and like, why can't you just take in the magic? And so Daniel thinks that I, I'm basing this entirely off of Pete Holmes and it doesn't exist in society at large, which might be true. Hmm. I do somewhat have that thought of like, if people start being like, how did they do that? If it goes beyond how did they do that? I kind of like what they're looking on Reddit. Yeah. I kind of then just like, "Eh, it's it's just what it's what they do. That's why they're professionals and we're in the audience. It's like, I don't know. It's (sighs) of course we're all wondering. I'm still wondering how Allison did that slink work. <laughs> I'll never tell. You can get yeah. me drunk and I'll never tell. No matter how blackout you get. No. Nope. My grandfather used to, he was fascinated with giving us little wooden boxes. I probably had like 10 of them. And I still have a few that were impossible to open. So he just give you this thing and be like, good luck. And then after a few hours, someone would pout or like get, start trying to like tear it open and He'd bring over some instructions or, or show you. And there was always some sort of like hidden thing you'd have to slide or you push two places at the same time and apply this weird pressure that would bend something. And I feel like magic's the same way. Like if you if you focus on it long enough and hard enough, you will eventually get it open. But most people just kind of go like, oh, I'm sure it can open. I don't need to know how. I'm sure it just can open. But I don't know that there should be like a, a judgment of yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a, it's just a preference. Did you enjoy these gifts from your grandfather? I did, yeah. And I, like, the few that I still have, if I have nothing valuable to, like, a thief, but, you know, maybe, or maybe I'll have some cash from time to time. 
I will put it in there in a very visible place in my home. Like, good luck, friend. It's like if someone <laughs> were to break in the house, they're really going to have to earn it. So I kind of like it now just for that. If only you'd put your bikes in them. I know, man. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. My bikes. Man, it's still a bummer. <clears throat> I have this great new tick now in my life where every single encampment or just place where I see a series of bicycle frames, I'm convinced my bike is there or, you know, at least one of them. I just want to get one of them back. Just be like, ah, okay. I didn't, I didn't lose both of you. Uh, I, I hope that goes away at some point. Cause it's really pretty frustrating to be like whipping my head around. Like, I think that was my bike constantly. Yeah. Ugh, obnoxious. Wendy, do you remember in, while I was at Pomona, Mm-hmm. Um, I was with some I wrote friends. everything down you ever did. So <laughs> oh, if, good. We, if I can't remember it, I'll get my book. Okay, good. Check the minutes. Okay. Uh, senior year, I was with some friends and we went to a gas station in Pomona. We went to Pomona college in Claremont, but we I were actually finish in this story for you. I know exactly what you're going to say. Tell me. Did you were the man with a knife approached you? Uh, with a meat cleaver. A meat cleaver. And he held up my friend and stole yep. his wallet. I remember. Um, was it and David? It, who was it? David? Is that who got held up? Andrew. Andrew. Right. Yeah. Um, and it left me with a, a like, so I was so traumatized by it. I was pretty much afraid of everything afterwards uh, for a long time. Definitely afraid of gas stations. But for I for a while, I was convinced that I was because I so the guy threw my friend up against the car, had a meat cleaver in his hand, took the wallet, or I don't remember. I I didn't know the wallet thing was happening, but he's just like, give me your money. And then I made eye contact with him. And he had in my memory, like crazy red, reddish, like drugged out eyes. Um, And I was like, oh shit, he's going to come in the car and, you know, kill us with this meat cleaver. But instead he didn't, he took off, but I was convinced that he was about to, to kill us. But I did make eye contact with him. And so after that, I was so convinced no matter. And I remember being at like Mount Baldy Lodge watching a band play. If bands played at Mount Baldy Lodge. And yeah. And seeing it was the Sages of Memphis. You probably remember them because I made us all go watch them a number of times. I think I Um, Yeah. Yes. And seeing a guy like making eye contact with someone and then like my heart pounding thinking that it was that guy. Anyway, all of this is to say, David, I feel like it'll last a set amount of time and then it'll just go away. Yeah. In the, like, I don't worry about seeing that guy anymore, but he was my bike. Okay. Well, thank you. Yours is much more traumatic. So <laughs> I hope I'm able to get up with these bikes because that seems, seems like it would uh, – like give you some PTSD or something. I think it did. And I hope that by telling you this story, I have made you feel bad about yourself. No, no, no. You've revealed that you've uh, dealt with some trauma in a way that I feel like there are a lot of people that would have something like that and it would impact uh, their life significantly going forward. Like it would have come up in the time we've known each other and I'm surprised it hasn't. Yeah, I think it's because I'm just so old at this point. <laughs> that, like, had you met me 15 years ago, I would have fewer things to draw on. But uh, this happened when I was a junior in college. So it's just in the rear view. Hmm. Yes, I, w- I remember needing to go to the bathroom when, when we got back to our dorm. 
and the bathroom was in the hall and poking my head out of my door and like looking both ways and then running to the bathroom. I don't know what I was like, what's he going to do? Follow us back to our dorm. Um, And then I was afraid of gas stations and I was just afraid of everything for a long time. I ended up doing, um, yeah. Have you guys done, or do you know of EMDR? Does it work? I know of it. I did not feel like it worked. Um, I know people who've had a ton of success with it. My experience at the time was like, I don't, I don't know that this helped. That being said, as Dave pointed out, I had never brought this up. So maybe it just took a long time to work. I don't know. I think I did EMDR in like the very, very early days of EMDR. Mm-hmm. I've always found for me, just regular talk therapy helps. Um, I don't know, but listen, you guys, I want to tell you about a podcast. <laughs> Um, it's Ask Rana with Rana and Brian, Brian Safi, Rana. Oh my God, I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting her. Rana Glickman. Uh, I love the people who do this podcast. I love this podcast. I like to think they love me. We've decided to do like a little cross promo, which makes me so happy because I love them so much. If you haven't listened to Ask Rana with Rana and Brian, listen to it. I've been on it. What do you do when your boyfriend's mother is poisoning you or when your Airbnb host dies? How do you tell your cousin her husband is on Tinder during the pandemic or make a perfect cup of coffee? Ask Rana and Brian. Every Tuesday, Rana Glickman and Brian Safi of Throwing Shade slash Attitudes fame bring you a fresh advice podcast straight from the carriage house in Marblehead, Massachusetts with all the answers to life's problems big and small. Ask Rana with Rana and Brian. Um, and so so they and a special guest, and again, I, I was that special guest, and I hope they'll have me back soon, take questions and give thoughtful, hilarious, and heartfelt advice. Guests include Conan O'Brien, NPR's Ari Shapiro, Paul F. Tompkins, Lauren Lapkus, Trixie Mattel. Huh. They didn't list me on their guests include list. <laughs> to, to make of that. New episodes every Tuesday. Ask Rana with Rana and Brian every Tuesday. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Um, also, I want to tell you guys about something that <clears throat> has been invaluable while we've all been at home. Wendy, this is something your kids might like. Um, KiwiCo. I don't know if you guys are familiar with KiwiCo. I've talked about them before. They make, it's a subscription box kit. They send you these projects. They're, they're, they're steam projects. So science, technology, engineering, art, or math, um, projects in a box based on your kid's age. And they're super fun projects. They learn about the solar system. They, they can do art. One of my favorites is, was this fishing box and it comes with this fabric pad and these little fish and these little fishing poles and then also this like not real stained glass but these things look like stained glass turtles um it's so much fun and whenever i receive a kiwico crate i just put it to the side um and 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 i basically hide it from my kids and then whenever we need something that'll you know take up a chunk of time i bring it out they're so creative and they're just great uh cultivate your child's natural creativity and curiosity with a new hands-on project every month with kiwico there's something for every kid or kid at heart every month get 30 percent off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code allison at kiwico.com so that's 30 percent off your first month at kiwico k-i-w-i-c-o.com promo code allison again that's kiwico.com promo code Allison. That's All right. Deal. 
is a good deal. Um, I need to know what's I, this is. I, this is just a really wide open question, but I'm just curious what's been going on with you guys. What's new? Fill us in. Catch us up. Um, I got a dose of the vaccine. One dose. That's exciting. Yay. That is exciting. Get another one in two weeks. So that's exciting. So I don't know. That's like all my life is filled with vaccine talk with people comparing which one you got when you get your next one, just general excitement about them. And then reading an article today that's like only 50% of Republican men are going to get vaccinated and wanting to be able to be like, good. But then it's like, oh, but if they're not vaccinated, they're going to keep spreading it around and someone I know will get it. So it's like, I can't even enjoy their decision to to (laughs) just be the dumbest people alive. So... Wendy, you live near me. Do you look at yeah. next door? Uh, sometimes. This guy recently posted about how great it was to see all the people walking around without masks. And it made me so what? angry. I commented because I had seen another similar. I had seen another post. It was someone saying, like, is there still a pandemic going on? Because I'm seeing tons of people without masks. Yeah. So that so it was like the same observation, but different takes on it. But I had been out that day and was just so relieved to see how many people in the neighborhood were still wearing masks. Like almost everyone I saw was wearing a mask. Right. So I commented, I'm like, I guess you really see what you want to see because I saw a lot of people wearing masks. But I was just, I don't know, it made me crazy. So next door just... Mostly makes me crazy, but also allowed me to find a babysitter. Yeah. Next door is a sewer. Mm-hmm. I mean, of all of it, it makes Twitter look like a book. That is how <laughs> much it is the sewer. It yeah. is just the sewer. And it's like, I mean, I had in my old neighborhood. Yeah. Like I got into a big kerfuffle because somebody put like, there are two men sitting in a car beware and i was like oh what was it about the men i i knew it i knew what they were gonna say it always said it you know it had to do with the color of their skin and then i was like you know got into a massive fight with the person on next door and i was just like and then i they turned out to be a hollywood fancy who i tracked down and i was like haha if i ever meet them in real life they wound up saying some absolutely bonkers shit and so were they like, behind the scenes fancies or front front they're of the behind camera the fancies? scenes fancies oh very fancy behind the scenes a man a behind the scenes fancy man i hope behind you'll tell me who it is fancy off, man i will cam. i'll be happy to um, um but yeah, yeah so it was it's a sewer next door is but i used to like to prank people on there and whenever anybody put up what's that sound i used to be like i'm so sorry i farted (laughs) and i would put that up there and then like some people would be like that's funny and then inevitably there would be someone who was like you know this isn't a place for this kind of stuff and get mad at me (laughs) like what do you mean it's not a place for this it's just racism like i can't do my innocent little fart arounds i have to be racist it is the most racist site on the internet except for maybe like stormfront or something that's intentionally racist like it is just it's it's next dorm front it is just one tier below stormfront my old neighborhood used to be even worse. I, at the beginning, I was sort of refreshed. That's my old neighborhood, too. Your is that the one you're referring to? No, no. Yeah. 
No, I'm talking about, you're talking about when you lived on the other side of the hill, right? Yeah, yeah. In Hol- the, I yeah. used to live over there too. Right. I think that was before next door, right? When yeah. you just had to yeah, hate yeah. your neighbors so I never based knew. on. Yeah. yeah. That one was worse. That would be like what you're talking about with like, you know, man on bike, description, dark complexion. Right. <laughs> so they were, like, right, right. Dave, what about you? Do you hate your neighbors? Uh, we hate our neighborhood. And I feel like the pandemic has exacerbated certain things within it. Um, the uh, our, our intersect, I mean, there have been massive traffic accidents in the same intersection. One plowed through the front door of the uh, little local store we walk over to. It's like a little mom and pop neighborhood grocery store. The type of thing where you think like, oh, if I lived in a neighborhood, would there be a store? And it's that. It's like baskets of fruit and stuff. And it's very, it's a true mix of like all of society there. And it's great. And so like when it happened, everyone heard it. And then we all came out just like, look, you could just feel the whole neighborhood come out like, no, not our store. (laughs) And now it's just boarded up and they're, they just have to spray paint on the side, like go around to the back. But I'm friends with the meat guy there, and I practice speaking Spanish, and he practices speaking English. And so we have these conversations about, like, what's happening. And he said this 16-year-old kid was standing in the store – or standing outside, walking on the sidewalk, the car that – they love to blow through stop signs here. And so that car got hit, and it just moved it over eight feet but still going at the same speed you know, in the direction it was heading – hit the kid before the car itself and he flew into like the bananas popped up and was 100% fine. (laughs) Oh, wow. Unbelievable. So it's been a lot of that in our neighborhood. Like, uh, people for a while were choosing our exact intersection to do donuts. And then I'd race out there like a crotchety old man and film them and then, or try to film them. I was always late. I never got them. And I wanted them to be like, what are you going to do with that? Like, just so you know, a narc lives here. I'm calling cops (laughs) on you guys. (laughs) And I never got even close. I'd hear them. And sometimes they, they loop the block and come back and do it again. So it just reeks of burning rubber and it's loud. Our baby's asleep. It's infuriating, but we've had a few, uh, good developments. I would say one, there is this ice cream truck that goes till 9.30, 10 o'clock at night. It sounds like a tank. It is so insanely loud and then just cranks the loudest music. So at 9 o'clock at night, you're just like, someone's selling drugs. But it's a, you know, like, who cares? But it's loud. So like when our little boy is asleep, our precious boy, I don't, I don't love that. It'll wake him up. So I'm at our store post-accident and I see a gentleman buying only 10 bananas and I don't think much of it but then as I'm walking home I'm behind him and I see him go and get in the truck and I'm like that's the driver to the truck so I went over and like very kind of calmly uh tried to speak to him and I started launching into it in Spanish about like hey man we have a baby we if you could just at this intersection maybe after like seven at night and he goes What's your deal, man? <laughs> I was like, he clearly speaks in English, perfect English. And I was like, all right, all right. Well, I was trying to be as as respectful as possible, but I should have asked, you know, like, do you speak English? Which I sometimes think can be weirdly, like, uncomfortable or something. I'd rather yeah. just speak Spanish and then find out, like, oh, okay, you speak English. But as I'm talking to him, someone opens their window and goes, if this is about the noise, I totally agree with you. <laughs> and I'm like... And then the the guy driving the truck is not amused. He just gets this look of fury and he's like, do you know that guy? I go, 
I don't know that guy. And then he t- goes up to his radio and revs it, turns it to like 11 of the music. Oh, my God. And then I'm like, this guy's a dick. Oh, God, he's terrorizing our neighborhood. He at his core is a dick. But then I'm also like, ah, well, maybe, you know, he's trying to make a living. And he says that. He goes, this is my business. Like, I can't stop. But I'll tell you what, I won't do the music. And since then, he has not played the music as he's driven by our intersection. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And then there was this Uh, truck that was – so I feel like it's very separate from next door. Tony was very horny for that development. Did Bentley do that? I couldn't control myself. No, I just hit hit (laughs) the wrong – I love when things are (laughs) – Really gets me going. I love some late night ice cream when it's quiet. (laughs) There was – I'm sure – I mean people – and I felt like such a dork. I just felt like – nerdy narc guy because these two like cool younger people came over to buy some ice cream at eight o'clock at night and i'm there like if you could keep it down and they just kind of looked at me like this guy but since then we've been on good terms and then in hindsight i was thinking the next time i see someone with 10 bananas and nothing else i'm going to assume it's ice cream related and just offer to buy them the bananas then i'm in then like that music is for sure not going up but there was this truck parking in front of our house same deal, like not great things were happening because it was a huge truck. People were like urinating behind it and other unspeakable actions. And so I – Oh, like what? I can't I can I can't even go into it. it. And I didn't see any of them but like – Pooping? Uh, Having sex. Yes. And so okay. I I just <laughs> don't love – there's like a drug element as there is in every neighborhood. But I just – you know, there's like this mama bear thing with a baby. I just don't want that happening. But like the moment street sweeping ends, there'd be like this, you know, team of people moving this giant truck. And I finally one day went out and was like, hey, is it possible to not move the truck here? And this this is all in Spanish. And the older lady – she and I are having some difficult – my Spanish isn't great. And we're like having some difficulty communicating. And then she tells her husband and he's like, oh, you know what? Like I only park it there on these days. But then their daughter comes by and she speaks English. And so now I'm like, okay, I, I think I'm butchering this conversation. My Spanish, I just – I don't know all the words correctly. And then she's like, yeah, like we found a used condom behind it. Like we don't really love parking it here. And I was like – why not just park it over there? Like, I'll keep an eye on it. I, but then I get to know a little bit of their backstory and like the dudes out of work. And, uh, now, and then the other day I see them like trying to jumpstart a car. I offer to help. Now we're friends, but like, had they known prior to that, my feelings toward them were mostly negative because I don't see them. And I think that's what next door generates is like these Mm -hmm. pieces of shit. And then you get out there and see their face or you see how hard life is for them where they're like, pushing a car to jumpstart, you know, like having to move this truck around and orchestrate two or three vehicles. Like I'm on their side, but it was annoying with like what was happening with the truck. So I think next door really brings out the shittiness because of that. I think you're right. I have a lot of questions, but wow, Dave, these stories are ones you're going to want to preserve for your children. Like many of you, I've had to get, had to get creative in how I keep up with my family. 
It's never been more important to stay in touch with everyone in my life. Thanks to StoryWorth, I can feel closer to loved ones no matter the distance. I, you guys have heard me talk about StoryWorth before. I love StoryWorth. It is this service. Um, you you give it to someone and then they receive, they receive story prompts every week and the questions about like, their childhood and different times of their life. And you, there's a, a big set of questions that you can choose from. You can add your own. Um, and then at the, at the end of the year, all of the prompts, the, the answers to the prompts are collected into a beautiful hardbound book. And you have like a book of their life. And my dad, I thought I knew everything about my dad because I have the kind of dad who's told the same stories for so many years repeatedly that it's like he gets two words into it and I'm like, I know. But despite everything that I just said, I do love him dearly. Um, but I, f- I discovered all this stuff I never knew about him via StoryWorth. So it's like that. And it's just, it's like, I'm so excited to be able to give, to show my kids this book when they get older. Dave will want to fill his StoryWorth with stories of the bananas <laughs> and the ice cream truck and, and the, you know, what the, unsavory things behind the truck give your loved ones the gift of spending time together wherever you live with StoryWorth. get started right away with no shipping required by going to storyworth.com slash best friend you'll get ten dollars off your first purchase that's storyworth.com slash best friend for ten dollars off again storyworth storyworth.com slash best friend okay dave my question you when you were talking about um hearing the ice cream truck you said, oh, someone's selling drugs. I'm confused about the relationship between the ice cream truck and drugs and also the 10 bananas. The ten- Are the bananas for... Go ahead. Yeah, I think the bananas were to blend up for, for some okay. sort of smoothie-esque thing or something like that. Oh, I didn't know that ice cream trucks make stuff I on the truck. I think he probably offers a banana split as well. And then yeah, it's pretty sweet it. to have these local stores you can pop into, you know, so you don't really have to... Maybe he goes to like the major t- chain stores as well, but like these are pretty quick to get in and out of. Mm-hmm. And then the drugs thing was just like, it's just so weird. Like who's prompting kids to run out in the street at nine o'clock at night? It's totally dark. You know, it's for adults, but you just associate the ice cream truck with being a kid. You know, you hear it you're like, mm-hmm. ah, can we get some ice cream? But in my neighborhood, it's it's mostly adults going out there. It's just that disconnect of like, shouldn't, shouldn't that be illegal to like, you're luring kids to this thing at right, nine o'clock at, at 9 night. p.m. Yeah. I just hope that since you said that next time you see someone buying 10 bananas, you're going to assume it's ice cream related <laughs> and buy it for them. I hope that if I am buying 10 bananas at a store, someone comes up to me is like, can I buy these for you for your ice cream truck? <laughs> I'll be here's, like, sure. Here's why I wouldn't be a great... For my truck, my ice cream truck. <laughs> You know, like, oh, like sleuths or private eyes will pick up on stuff. And I feel like normally I'm pretty good. I walked right by his idling truck on the way in and I made note of it. Like, I was just sitting there and it's blaring the music right by that apartment building. Little did they know he's not even in it. He's doing no business. He just left the music on so they know he was there. But my mind, if I weren't thinking like, "Ah, I'm sick of this guy. If I were thinking logically like Wendy – I logician, noted like, logician, like a noted certified <laughs> logician. I would have said, <laughs> "Okay, the truck's here," and that way, when I saw the bananas, I would have instantly made the connection. Like this dude's buying bananas for banana splits, but I just didn't at the time. I just didn't, guys. I was thinking about banana splits recently. I was thinking it's weird that that is like a deluxe, or it was a deluxe treat. Yeah, I mean, I've probably had one twice in my life, but. 
And I look, I don't, I'm not a banana hater. I'm not like those cows that appeared earlier. <laughs> um, but I don't get how the addition of two halved halves of a banana run along ice cream makes it that much better. Well, it's because in olden times, almost anything was considered to be of greater value if it was presented in a banana. <laughs> so like you would get a lot of just even money exchanges. If you were going to pay for something, you would slice yeah. up in a banana and then hold it in your hands like this with the money arrayed in the banana. inside the banana. A lot of people or like if you were giving a open jewel, bananas. Do you, you cut open your bananas? No, I'm saying the banana split is a banana that sliced down the middle. So what you would do is is cut the banana down the middle and open it mm-hmm. and then place the money inside to go take oh. it to the mayor for the bribe. Yeah. So that's how it started, Ellison, is people used to present all manner of things. The Declaration right. of Independence, after it was signed, was placed carefully in, in, in a sliced open banana. Do they hobble it out? Banana. Does, do you want the out shell of the banana to still be there? And if you think the about peel? it, the banana... <laughs> no, Are you talking about the peel? No, guys... What do you mean the banana shell? You know how it has the like textural... Something has gone wrong here. <laughs> I've, taken, I've taken the peel off. I've thrown it. And now oh, I have okay. just Hope someone doesn't fall. And this is the, the banana does el- not have a shell, David. What, what do you call that little membrane? A lobster. <laughs> what do you mean that like that that webbing? Just that like that runs. The banana does not have an outside. Like an outside that's notably different from its inside. So how did they present the Declaration of Independence within it? No, open faced. You cut the banana open oh, just like a banana okay. split. You're slicing it down the middle. You're opening it like in a banana split. And then you place the item of value. So Allison was wondering where banana splits came from. And oh. that's where they drive from is almost anything of value was yeah. placed. That was a common thing. Like so you didn't put history. it in your dirty, dirty hands. You'd open a banana, slice it in the middle, one one half on each hand, and then place the item of value in between the, the, both the, the banana peel, and the your hands. The peel is just out of there. Yeah, you wouldn't give someone the peel that was considered rude. Really? I feel like yeah. you, you could make it look very elegant with the peel, folded around and things, a lot of frills. Maybe you could, but Ooh. I mean, these were early days for, you know, people. They didn't know how to do all the cool stuff what you know was it now about, with your modern hands. I guess that's true. I'm thinking with a simple knife, which I'm assuming was around at the Declaration of Independence, they could get a little fancy with the peel. There was one knife. The, uh, yeah, there was one knife usually per town. And the man yeah. who had it was known as the knife boy. But the knife boy, it would seem like, would be near Banana Central where they kind of welcomed in shipments from various uh well, The knife boy locations. could live almost anywhere in town, David. Really? Yeah, it depends on what the ni- how the knife boy like to live. I feel like you want to know where your knife boy is in case you need that knife. Well, you know where he is, but I'm just saying he didn't necessarily live by where the bananas arrived. Then I have a wedding ring, and I've worked hard on it. And I go, oh, you know what I need? The knife boy. Because I've already procured some bananas. Yeah. I got to go find him? He could be anywhere? No, I'm saying he has a house, but you said the mana- the knife boy lives near the banana depot. I feel like Not he true. He should. could live out in the woods. It, I, how big is this town? And why don't they live right? Different but sized towns. There were different Dave, sized towns back in the day, cities, David. They weren't. They don't have yes. one knife boy? That's yes. insane. Knives were scarce. Bananas were plentiful, but knives were scarce. That's the beginning of a Charles Dickens, you know, in <laughs> I, that... In his, uh, in in one of his books. No, it's not. That's, those are the first two senses. No, knives were knives were scarce. Knives, and the bananas, bananas were plentiful. plentiful, but the knives were scarce. That's the first 
line of uh, Charles Dickens book, um, uh, the prayer, the Prairie Seeker. He no, he did not write the Prairie Seeker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's he did. not a work. He did. We took a class on it. Book set in America, the Prairie Seeker, and that was the opening line. The bananas were plenty, but the knives are scarce. And he goes I through could, all the sort of all, everything okay. I'm telling you guys is straight out of the pages of that book. When I read that book, I could I could all but smell the bananas. Well, he's a noted yeah. fiction author, and so my question, going back to the essence of a banana and it's without its peel or shell for lack of a better term why a knife can't you really just separate a banana with virtually any like mm-hmm. a stick would probably do it why why summon the knife board i mean it's disrespectful but to to the person you're presenting it to yeah because it was a formal gesture when you gave them the thing inside the cut so of a they, banana they'd welcome oh it's a wedding ring and then they'd give you that look of like eh? and you go do it before you ask i summoned the knife boy and they'd go, oh, well, they the can tell yes. they're not an idiot to give someone something in a roughly cut banana was worse than not giving it at all. I'm just feeling that if Allison you had a knife, from the I remember. Yeah. Well, yeah. we t- again, we took a seminar on this mm-hmm. in college. Yeah. I mean, um, I think we all we had both separately acquired our own knowledge of this time in history, too. Well, it was the we seminar it. was American books by foreign authors. So do you just have <laughs> the one American book that they wrote? Like Dostoevsky's yeah. um, coin lady he wrote coin lady <laughs> that yeah. was his, and that is and um where does that take place in the united states montana um, coin city montana coin city <laughs> coin lady lived in coin From city coin montana city. and dostoevsky mm-hmm. had traveled here no he wrote it uh, based Just on his imagination yeah. oh mm-hmm. interesting there was a coin lady she was from coin city that's from that there was a coin lady. She was from Point City and she possessed coins and she was very pretty. Oh, there's Matthew. Hi, Matthew. He wants me to help him brush his teeth. Oh, <laughs> the request. Oh, do you yeah. need to go? No, it's okay. He'll figure it out. He knows how okay. to brush his teeth. He just likes me to do it for him. That's He's very four. sweet. Guys, I have two questions. One less serious, one more serious. The less serious is if each of us had a banana and we were pre- tasked with uh, judging what utensil or what element was used to partition it. How confident are you that you would know the knife one versus the one that I cut with any given thing, a piece with of a paper, stick, stick with paper, a stick. anything. A piece, a piece of paper. paper. How are you cutting a banana with a piece of paper? I said it. I'm and pretty confident. It. I might even use a coin. I've got a lot of potential slicing devices for a banana. It's very if hard it's to like cut a, a banana evenly, even with a knife. If it's a birthday <laughs> card, you could maybe do it. But a piece of paper, no. All right. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Especially the way you presented it. I know this is for Patreon only, but you it looked like you were pa- holding paper a piece of paper by two corners, yeah. but not holding it at the bottom. You, it looks like you were holding it at the top and then using the flimsy lower like edge it's a piece to try to chop a banana. Dental frog floss. It's rigid. That it's wasn't rigid. implied by your gestures. You think th- I defy anyone on Patreon, a Patreon, potentially a promo. Who Here's knows? This one, this is several folds. Now you're doing origami. Yeah. The second question is: Okay, how are you guys doing this? How are you being parents and having any amount of energy and doing things? Oh, this is now we're talking real talk. This is <laughs> I just switched it, guys. Real, real. I mean, real talk. Yeah, real stuff. It is. 
I wish Daniel were here for this because he is going, he is losing his mind. It is very, very, very hard. Now, are you asking how are we doing this specifically in the pandemic or just in general? I think the pandemic in that, like, I think we're on the same boat of having no help. And so that makes it pretty challenging to just never really get a moment to like, here, oh, good. You can go sit with this child for a few moments while I nap or something. It just, I know Wendy always jokingly says cocaine or something, but I mean the lack of sleep and not (laughs) being like the irritability, the mood, like the ability to summon words, memory, all these things worry me that that's why people are, we're just staying alive in this state and then eventually just dying of heart attacks because it's, it doesn't seem sustainable, right? It's that's what we keep saying in this house. And actually, Daniel's mom is here right now. So she's helping us. Oh, nice. um, but what he keeps saying it when when we're really in the thick of it, it's like, this is not sustainable. This is not sustainable. It's like everything is done a little bit. You're a little bit less. You're, you're a worse parent than you want to be. And you're worse at your job than you want to be is what I have found. Um, and just this this feeling of like, it is just relentless. I had a nightmare and it was a nightmare that I gave birth to two babies. One was my own and one was an embryo. The parent, the, the biological parents of the embryo were Cindy Lauper and Garrett Baldwin, who was another one of the Baldwin brothers. Um, <laughs> but in the dream, I was just like, oh my God, what was I thinking? Like now two babies, we can't take care of two babies. We're, uh, we're not going to get sleep. We don't even have help. Ah, and then I woke up and I was like, oh, thank God, that was just a dream. And then I fell back asleep into the dream. Um, so anyway, my answer is it is very, very hard. Wendy, I feel like y- you have two jobs and four kids. That's double what I have. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess it it isn't sustainable and we won't have to sustain it, I guess, is my hope. I think what, and I I don't mean this in a uh, braggy way, I think what has helped us is that we have enough money to buy takeout food and um, things for the kids to help entertain them. What I'm really feeling for is people who are in our situation. And I think there are a lot of people who are also having an economic hardship this year. And so I feel like I can go, okay, this sucks, but we're able to have, like, we don't go anywhere, but you know, like we're in a, we moved during the pandemic and we live in a slightly large. And again, I don't mean this in a braggy way. I, I mean it in a way of, I think in my mind, I can just go, well, I mean, this is like paradise compared to, you know, maybe if you're also truly not knowing where food is coming from this year or whatever, you know? So I think it's kind of kept us mentally able to cope or whatever of just like, it is not sustainable time-wise and busyness wise and stuff like that. But maybe, you know, I feel like there's just some part of me that's like, well, I can't go into too dark a place because I know there's like people out there who somebody in their house died this year or they, you know, it's just, it's wild. So I guess like maybe that's, you know, I mean, logistically Jeff has less work during the day. So he watches the kids and takes care of more of the housework. I have to be online all day. So I think it's harder on Jeff than on me because he's doing more of the, I think those tasks are more boring. They're rewarding, but I do think you sort of go like, I need a break from this. Whereas like work is like grown up stuff where I don't have to like, you know, physically carry a baby around the house all day and stuff like that. So, but I think you're right. Like you do. And I, I didn't mean that in any way of like, and this is my secret. I just mean that like, I just can see it's like, 
this just year has been insane, you know, for everyone. And like, I guess I just think we'll be out of it relatively soon with the vaccines. And so we have to like, just get through these last few months and then back to regular life, hopefully, you know, for those of us who've been lucky enough, not knock wood to not lose somebody. So it's just, I don't know. I, that was a long rambling answer that added up to absolutely nothing. So (laughs) good for me. I don't have any, yeah, I don't know. It's just wild. I think hopefully we'll be out of it. Like things are, although now today they were talking about another surge because of the places that aren't telling people to wear masks. Right. Yeah. Dave, Remind me roughly how old you, you he's around one, right? Uh, seven and a half months. Oh, that just shows my, that's not at all. He's the getting same. there though. That's, yeah, it's getting close. there. You're he's on the other side time. of six months. Yeah, he's standing up. I rounded up. Yeah, yeah. Um, close to one. I think it gets for me. It has got, and I think this is the reason that I, it was just an utter fucking nightmare to have two infants all of a sudden, um, in my dream. That was a nightmare. Um, it gets easier as they get older. Like you're still very much in the thick of having a baby. Um, I mean, I remember just, just like, I just, can I just set this thing down? I just need to send an email. <laughs> I didn't realize I had to hold it all the time. Um, so I do think it just gets easier the more and more they become self-sufficient. Yeah, I think yeah. it's already gotten easier. It's more tolerable. But like as it gets easier, like the sleep and things like that are still trying to catch up. So it's not like it never feels like the tank gets totally full, I guess. You know, we do spend a yeah. lot of time uh, like along Wendy's point, just really, really focusing on how lucky we are and things to be thankful for. And I, hopefully everyone's doing that, you know, because but even still, like you're still tired. There's still a part that's like, yeah, totally. And I don't know how it is. I mean, I think some people are able to deal with not very much sleep better than others. Like Wendy, do you, I feel like you are a person who probably sleeps like five or six hours a night. No, I try to sleep from like 11 to 630, I guess. So, I mean, we're lucky that now everyone sleeps through the night. I think that makes a big difference when I've gone literally a decade, a decade of getting up once a night. That now that I, that's not my life anymore. So I can appreciate that I sleep through, Mm -hmm. even though it's not as many, I love to sleep. I love it. I love it. That my least favorite part about being a parent is easily getting up early. Easily. I like almost everything. I hate to get up early. So that's like my, you know, Jeff and I just switch off days. One of us gets up every other day. Mm -hmm. So it's just, you know, that stuff. But I also think like maybe the reason I'm not like no longer going bonkers is just, I'm numb to this situation now. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like there's a certain numbness of like, well, we're here. I don't know what to do other than just hopefully, hopefully everyone will take the vaccine except for 50% of Republican men. (laughs) I was, it was kind of helpful this morning to be in like that, that state of just like, well, it just is this and getting up. And I very calmly was like, as I was kind of getting ready to pick him up, it was just like, just keep in mind, dude, I'm happy to get up and pick you up. But like later in life, when you're maybe at a sporting event and you have to push me in there and I'm like drooling because I had a stroke, this really is likely the reason. So just keep, <laughs> keep this in mind. I'm happy to do this now. But there's also that off chance of like a less fun experience when you're playing youth sports. And that just you think he got it. 
I'd like to think he's savvy. And, like maybe he's picking up on some energy of like, all right, man, I'll tone it down. This you're right. This this is a little extreme. Yeah. Tony, do you, does this make you want to have kids? <laughs> I mean, this is a, a crazy time. I yeah, I can't even imagine. Of uh, you know, I'm I'm on the complete opposite end of all of this living alone and yeah. being miserable that way <laughs> but yeah. uh so i i yeah i mean it's it's like everybody has their own form of miserable right now i feel like it's like some people are have kids and and they're all in in even though you may be living with with people you love and everything but you know you need breaks from each other and whereas i just want to be around people and, I know people keep saying like, oh, oh, we're going to get to do hugs and go to concerts. And I'm like, oh, I'm not a hugger and I don't want to go to a concert. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing they're trying to use us to motivate, but but I'm like, or used to motivate us. But I'm like, well, I'm getting the vaccine anyway. I'm just not going to like, hugging isn't my number one agenda when I get out of here. Yeah, I but do it, really miss. Yeah, I, I feel like human connection is so vital. I think it's really like there are all these endorphin things when you... People mm-hmm. are hard on high fives, I know, but like the kinetic transfer of energy of human, you know, cells and atoms transferring all these vibrations. There's something to that where we really, I don't know, I miss, I miss hugs. And I'm, I'm yeah. curious if you feel different, like going forward, still very like, yeah, I could live without hugs. Me? Yeah. I, I'm, I have nothing but people on, on me all oh, day, yeah. every day. So I think the <laughs> idea that they're like, and we'll be able to get hugs. I'm like. <laughs> Literally, my baby follows me around all day going, hug, hug. <laughs> and I love it. Aww. I love it. But I'm just saying, like, I'm not like, oh, that is. What, but it's like Tony said, we're in the opposite position. You know, I have five other people in my house and we've been together for over a year. So I'm not like, what I really want to do is go to a loud concert. I'm like, what I want to do <laughs> is go sit somewhere else quietly. Yeah, you would love to not in my house with me for a day. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. I would go like easily sit in your apartment for a full day and just watch television by myself, which is probably something you do. That is not that something I do. You of. can come over here and be around a lot of people. Yeah, man, you can hug hug all day. Oh, I really yeah. wish that, like Tony referenced sci-fi movies, this would be a perfect time for each of you to get <laughs> sucked through the screen through Zoom. Yeah, Freaky Friday. Just, but you're still easily yourselves. body switch. Not body switch. You're just yourselves, but you're just in each other's houses, still totally socially distanced, still quarantined, but just looking around like, okay. Yeah. I feel like Tony and Jeff would have more in common potentially than me and Jeff. This could be a match <laughs> made in heaven. <laughs> Sign me up. Jeff, Jeff, like every year, listens to every song in his music collection. So I feel like you guys would have a lot to talk about, <laughs> about music and that I never talked to him about. So this is real. This is this is going to work. I hope we right. get sucked through the screen any moment now because I need to I rest. like kids too, so... Perfect. They go. will love you. All I right. just need a rest for like four days. I understand. And Wendy has pets too, and you like animals. There we go. I feel a real love connection happening. Yeah. yeah. It, Tony it, it, and I are going to life swap. And you can't. You won't be left like totally in isolation because this dog will not give you a choice. He is going to be. He he is the cuddliest dog I have ever been around. And right. Uh, yeah. So that's Amen. that's nice. Yeah. He will. What be would the, you watch, Wendy? When Wendy's there, he will be the oh. most kenneled dog ever. <laughs> i won't kettle him it'll be fine you'll want your space you'll be so close to finally getting total like no one total touching solitude. you yeah total solitude yeah. You'll, you'll kettle him 
Yeah, I might. <laughs> Wendy, <laughs> if you were in Tony's apartment with Tony's dog in or, or out of the kennel and you could watch TV alone all day, what would you watch? I don't know. I mean, I've watched a lot of stuff already. I stay up too late and watch TV, so I don't know. Just some garbage, maybe. We're watching The Crown right now. Have you guys all watched this? Mm-hmm. I have not. We are late to Very it. Good. It's really good. And given my lack of knowledge of history, it's, it's like I there's no spoilers. I'm really thrown <laughs> by everything that happens. And I, yes, you know what? I was going to say, and yes, I took AP US history. But that right there, it's because I took AP US history. I don't remember much of that either. But I didn't take, you know, English history. So... There was like a real holy shit moment that happened last night, which I feel like had I known history, I would have seen coming, but I didn't. So I recommend it. Was it the mining town? No. Hmm. Is something going to happen with a mining town? I don't know. I just said that for fun. Oh. (laughs) Yes. No, there will be. Yes. Something will happen. We're only near the end. It's one of of my mind pranks where I just say, is it a mining town? And then, yeah, no, (laughs) No, something does happen. I'm going to, you know, I feel like it's okay for me to reveal a, a little bit of a spoiler because, again, it is history. It's history. It's, <laughs> it's where you find out that someone was a little too close with Hitler. Oh, yeah. Sure. Uh, did you know that? Did you know that? I did know that, but. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I took I European it. history or something like that. I don't know. At, at our college? I don't remember. Maybe. I don't know I'm why I know it. Now, I had also taken European history, but um, we must not have covered season two of The Crown. My brief time in college, I took European history, and I I tell you with no exaggeration, when I had my final exam, I literally guessed the answer for every single question. That's how well I did in the European history. How'd you do on the test? Oh, I failed it. <laughs> I, don't, I thought there was going to be a triumphant ending. Oh, no. That you no. Correctly. It was, you know, I just had to, I had to put something down. I think I was the first one to finish my tests and handed it in and walked out of there. I knew what was going to happen. Wonderful. So, yeah. And you didn't stay in college? Was that implied by you saying you yeah, brief time in college? Yeah, I only did like a year and a half of college. Yeah. Oh, okay. Didn't like it. Yeah. The drummer life called you, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I started going on tour. Was this a test that was just bubbling Scantron or writing out answers? I think it was Ooh, just uh, yeah, a multiple choice kind of situation. Uh, yeah, be so great if you had the long form. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you had to just write out something. <laughs> I think I wouldn't even have just. I wouldn't even have shown up if that was the case. I think <laughs> throw in a few henses. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy, do you have the feeling that I have? Yes. Where? Okay. Go. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Um, No, I look back on my time in college and I feel like I was too young for that education. I don't mean it was like a racy education or or anything. I just mean like I feel like now I have more perspective and I could like really that that education would sink in more now than it did then. Yeah, I guess I don't think about the education part of it. I think more about the lifestyle part of it. Like I, for some reason, I have been slightly fixated on it during pandemic because when I think about what time in my life did I have like sort of the least responsibility and no one around because I always had my own room at college Uh other than the first year when I had a roommate. And so in my mind, I keep flashing back to college during this pandemic because I'll 
fixate on why didn't I appreciate, like, why did I date people when I could have just been alone? (laughs) I'll think that. I'm like, oh, that was dumb. Like, why was I stressing over like some guy? I should have just been like laying there like a fucking Mac in my bed, like leaving once in a while for a class, going to the dining hall. And other than that, just fucking doing nothing. And I'm just like, why did I even have friends? Like those were the days Yeah, because I'm always doing something now. So maybe this is how I'm going insane is like, I'm always, I always have something to do always, always, always at every moment. And so it's like, when people are like, I'm not, I'm bored in the pandemic. I'm like, please come do something I need to do, please. (laughs) So like, I just, I, that's what I think I didn't appreciate was like that. I could have just like literally had not a care in the fucking world. And instead I was probably always stressed about like some guy I was dating Mm. or this or that. And it's like, why? Who yeah. cares? Just lay in your bed, college students. The stakes Don't do felt anything. So, the stakes felt so high then. Of course, you're young, you're dramatic. It's like, yeah, guys, yeah. I laid there and I knew it. Yeah, I, I mean, I had had some. I'd had some cowboy days that were pretty long, where like you're you're just so sore from being on a horse. Like I just want to be in a bed. But more it was like if I was on a couch and there was a marathon of movies on or something and I really had to plan like Uh. which end of which movie I'm going to get up and feed myself. And then like two or three movies past my allotted time would go by before I was like, all right, I'm really hungry. I would just think like if I were on some sort of dinghy in the middle of the ocean, I would be so thankful to be right where I am. And I knew like later in life there are going to be days where I think back to this. So I'm totally glad I did it. I feel great about it. Yeah, you did it right. Thank you. I'm sure you guys yeah. did as well. You just, it's, you gotta have that appreciation when you're young for it. You don't. You're always berating yourself because you feel like you should be doing something. Yeah. I just, I found myself Googling critical theory because I'm like, what is critical? Like, what is critical theory? What were all those classes that I took? Those classes that I took about the, you know, the history of splitting bananas and Dostoevsky's American novel coin lady lady. (laughs) you know what i learned about coin city montana via dostoevsky's coin lady (laughs) i don't think i really understood i hadn't yet left the country so i didn't really understand it in the same i don't know i just feel like something about the sort of history inter i i don't even know the terms i used a lot of big terms back then for interdisciplinary things and I don't think I really got it then because I barely get it now. Maybe I just feel dumb. I don't know. You're not dumb. But yeah, they, I mean, the slinkies through. say otherwise. <laughs> yeah, well, we all, we've all been pretty, we've all done some dumb stuff at the Slinky Chateau. It's <laughs> <laughs> what unites us all. I don't think you're dumb. You're just, yeah. I feel like you're always just kind of a sponge as a human that can only soak up or take in so much. And it's always some fond thought that like, oh, if I did this now or I had done this then, Mm -hmm. I would really have it now. But like in college, I studied partial second order differential equations. That's even hard to say now. And I could just scribble them down. Someone could show me one and I could just start doing derivations and work it out. What is that calculus yeah, or like, physics or what is that? Uh, yeah, it's it's calculus, but like as you know, in Goodwill Hunting, where they're doing like the stick lines and stuff, it's like a couple notches before that, where like mm. you kind of just everything's 
D D X in respect to D D R, et cetera. It's kind of weird. It, the symbols are bizarre. And I remember writing it down being like, this makes so much sense to me right now. And I'll bet later in life, I won't be able to just like look back on this and immediately solve it. And there's no question now I would have no. And I think that when you're thinking, Oh, if I just learned this, if I had, if I got my education now, you would probably know it for just as long. And then in 10 years, you're you'd right. Be like, I don't remember any of that shit. I think it, we just – if you do chemistry every day, then you, you get to act like, you don't understand covalent bonds? Well, geez, you took it in ninth grade. It's asinine. <laughs> it just passes through us. Like we, we keep it as long as it's relatively useful, I think. Right. Like you know how they say that like every X amount of years, all your cells have turned over. So you're literally a different person. That's what they always say. Yeah. I think maybe that's what happens with knowledge. Mm-hmm. You should shed it. Yeah. Except I don't think so, though, because there are certain song lyrics that will never leave my brain. But I get what you're saying. That's true. Yeah. Well, we do have like that great plasticity. Age four and age 18 is kind of the last time it closes up. But maybe you just also have like a trick ability to I'm still yeah, I'm still pretty good at like hearing songs and like getting the lyrics and things like that. So maybe that's just a trait that you have. Yeah. Who knows? Guys, it's been so nice having you on the show. Thank you so much. Um, oh, I got to welcome my new patrons. Like to say, welcome, Michael V. Welcome, Daniel M. Ben C. has signed up for an, an annual subscription. Allie M. has signed up for an annual subscription. And Katie W. has signed up for an annual subscription. And Thomas K. has increased his pledge. So welcome and thank you to all of the new patrons. Um, again, sign up for an annual subscri- subscription, get two months free, 12 months for the price of 10. You can see this, deal. you can see the slinky art and it is art despite some Philistines among us who would have you think, what is it to you, Wendy? Is it me all in silver standing on the corner holding still? <laughs> Is that art? Is that what you're saying? Is no, I'm saying also? that I don't. I don't think that's. I'm saying is the is this is this the same as someone writing your name on on a grain of rice? Stuff that we don't consider art. Street yes. art. For me, it's just a shade below not, that bird that dips over and drinks a little bit of water <laughs> until he fills up. It's just you know what it's it is maybe akin to is like um remember the screensaver that was tubes <laughs> boom boom. Oh yeah. Boom under or windows. Boom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boom. That's it's sort of like that, only it also makes you sad. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy, I just remembered what your email password was in college. What? And <laughs> what? Why you gotta would be you careful remember my email password? I don't know, but you be, be careful. Did I keep it to you? <laughs> yeah, why do I don't know. know. You told me why? to type it in. I was typing it in for you at why? one point. What I will I, re- what? <laughs> be nice to me or I will reveal your email password from 20 Steel. years ago. I am on your show. <laughs> I, I have oh, pla- I didn't know I wasn't allowed to openly discuss your slinkies. <laughs> you did it. And then you asked for feedback. You know what? I'm sorry. It was the comment about the bird. Oh, that was Wait, nice. David, that? do you that have an email password? 
I know. <laughs> so I wish I knew his password. As weird of a threat of that, I will just be impressed. That's the strangest. Oh, I just want to know what my password was. <laughs> I don't want to say it unless don't you happen to still it. use it. Yeah. Type I mean, it in I doubt chat. you still. I doubt you still use it. I you want me to put it, it in chat? Put it in chat. Unless it's so embarrassing that I don't want Tony or David to also know it. I don't think it is. Um, but wait, the chat that wouldn't show up on Patreon, would it? No. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> Let me give you a hint, okay? <laughs> Study abroad. Oh, I guess. Okay. You don't still use that one, do you? No, I don't think so. I don't think I still this use it. This is the most unbelievable conversation I've heard in quite some time. <laughs> I just can't believe that Allison remembers my... I'm the one who has I... a book of everything she ever did, but she remembers my email password. Also, <laughs> imagine how naive we all were that we would tell someone else our email I know. password. That's insane. I had forgotten, and then it suddenly came into my mind when when I was just being raked over the coals for, <laughs> about my art. <laughs> okay. You guys, this has been a very, very fun show. Um, if you enjoy what you're hearing, please click, rate, subscribe, download, do all the things you do with the podcast, and leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts. Five stars, please. Uh, check out uh, the Monday shows on YouTube, youtube.com slash Allison Rosen. We recently had Danny Jollis, who he is delightful. Also, before that, Kulop, V. Lysok, and Suchin Pak, uh, Phil Rosenthal, Ali Ward, Bobby Moynihan, Lorraine Newman. The list goes on. Newman. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm on Cameo and follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Allison Rosen. Wendy, uh, where might we find you, etc.? On Twitter, I'm at Wendy Molyneux. On Instagram, I'm at The Great North Wendy. And the uh, television show that I make with my sister Lizzie, uh, The Great North, is on Fox on Sunday nights at 8.30. And we are on a two week break. And then we come back uh, April 11th. And then I think run through the end of the year. And also we write for Bob's burgers, which is on right after great North. Um, and uh, David and I have a very shameful podcast called these are those tapes. <laughs> I think there's like 14 episodes or something online. I can't that remember how many, right. but you can listen to that. It's just kind of a silly improv podcast that we do. Um, and I think those are all the places to discover more me. If for, some godforsaken reason that appeals to you. David? Thank you, Wendy. I'm going to slightly disagree. I feel like it's a more um, hard-hitting podcast that we do called These Are Those Tapes, but listen, Mm. see what you think. I think it's more of a serious kind of examination of life as we know it. But, you know, people have different... It's a subjective view after the fact. That's what people come away with. And I'm guessing if anything anyone on this show has said that you were unfamiliar with sparked anything, you have a device in your hand, you've probably already looked them or they or whoever up. And so uh, by searching David Huntsberger, you can find links to all that stuff. Uh, But these are those tapes being the main one. And we're not ashamed of it, nor have we ever been. (laughs) Some of us aren't. <laughs> None of us are ashamed of it. We think it's great and it's mm. okay. Mm-hmm. Not ashamed. Mm-hmm. Just going to leave with not ashamed. <laughs> now, do you want to throw to Tony? Oh, and if you are looking to name a child and you're looking for the coolest name there is, I have one for you just ahead of me as I'm speaking. It's coming up in about three seconds and it is Tony Thaxton. Thank you, Dave. 
Yes, please name uh, the middle name of your child, Thaxton, please. <laughs> uh, and I'm at... Tony Thaxton! On Twitter and Instagram. And uh, my podcast, Bizarre Albums, every Tuesday. Uh, if you're listening to this episode the day it comes out, one week from today, April 8th, Don't Stop or We'll Die, band I play drums in with Paul Rust and Michael Cassidy. Uh, we are doing a live stream show on Twitch uh time tba so keep an eye on uh all my social media for that but uh yeah that's about it for now i think awesome thank you guys so much listeners thank you for listening you matter i love you goodbye hey do you know about the allison rosen show 